Hello and welcome to Aquarium Dilemmas. I'm your host, Science Gal Aquatics. I'm Carrie, and this is my co-host, Jesse. And welcome. Thank you Hello. for tuning in. Yes, and thank you for watching. If you're a member on our YouTube channel over at Science Gal Aquatics, thank you for for watching too. So thank you. But this week, I think we have a an interesting topic. I don't feel like we've talked about this before. I've gone through the list, and I feel like we're safe, but we always talk about the dilemmas and some of the bad things, and I want to talk about just why fish are wonderful pets to keep. Just the reasons we came up with, brainstorming a little bit on why you should get into the hobby if you're not, and why this hobby is fantastic if you are already in it. And probably some reasons that reasons you're in the hobby, or... Mm -hmm got drawn into the hobby for one reason or the other. Bottom line, aquariums and fish keeping are fabulous. (laughs) Oh, well, this is true, and I did not realize this until you obviously introduced Uh me and drug me down the rabbit hole. Uh And I I get why you want to keep fish. Mm -hmm. For me, some of the other reasons are a little further down on the list, but... I mean, for a lot. There's not one reason. There's tons. And I think that, I mean, it all contributes. But just to put be like, one reason why I keep fish, there's a lot more reasons than one. Well, I mean, one of them for you that I know you like starting Uh off. Is what? For you, it's just anxiety and just peaceful. Yes. I, I definitely have anxiety. Large crowds. Even just racing thought, just when I need to calm down. If you experience any type of anxiety, you know what I'm talking about, even though it's not put into words very well. But aquariums, yes, one of the reasons is they're just relaxing and peaceful. And when I have those moments, it's really nice to come down to the fish room. And sometimes it's just doing one thing at a time, just concentrating one thing, I have it, some tasks I need to accomplish and I can make my list and checking off that list and working with my hands. And sometimes with the freshwater tanks, some some of them aren't heated, but a lot of them are. And I think just working with the warm water sometimes, it's just, there's all kinds of reasons that fish keeping and keeping the aquariums definitely help with my anxiety. Does it take it away and cure it? No, but it gives me some time to just take a moment and relax and calm down sometimes because I get things stuck in my head (laughs) and I don't seem to let them go very easily. And really doing the maintenance, feeding, just coming down here and Coming up with a project of the day, it really does just kind of help settle me down a lot. Well, and the other thing, I know one thing that your mom totally detests, but you do (laughs) do not mind, is some people just the sound Uh of the water. I love it. The the output of the filter, if you have a hang on the back, just that output. I don't have it to where it's drastically evaporated and it's splashing all around. But that just little bit of splash, I find it really relaxing. But like you said, my mom. Well, a lot of the mm-hmm. tanks, it's not even a splash. It's like a trickle. Yeah, I it's mean, it's literally a, bit, a trickle. You can barely you're hear right, it. You're right. That sound, just being around water in general. But 
yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of my mom now. She's like, ah, oh, it's just so annoying, but I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. But my dad, too, he has a brain injury that he's – it's happened, what, like, I don't even know, close to 20 years ago. And since we set him up – he's always had aquariums. He's the reason – we've talked about it before in the past why I got into fish keeping because he always had aquariums. But there is a time that he didn't, and we got him – one for his, I think it was his birthday a few years ago. Now he's got two. And just giving him something to look at and build up the community how he likes. And he really enjoys feeding. He loves angelfish. And that's really, it's just giving him something to look forward to. Because he's not real mobile and he can't do a lot of things. But he really likes and that's what we talk about all the time with him is <laughs> is his aquarium. So sometimes we agree and sometimes we disagree on stocking, but he wins because it's his aquarium. <laughs> but it really does. It really does help. Well, and I mean, that brings up another nice little point there. Mm -hmm. Just the soothing part of it for him. It's mm -hmm. relaxing. It's something he can do even with limited mobility. Yeah. And he could still... Somewhat. The water changes are a little. Mom well, and me he, help him. He can't but do the water changes, yeah. but he can piddle with the tank. Yeah. Look 100%. at the tank. He likes to come up with a plan and tell me what to do. <laughs> but, but there's, he still has the interaction. So yes. in that aspect, it's a very good reason mm -hmm. to just, own to <laughs> have a fish tank to own mm -hmm. fish. It's just the excitement. Just to, like, I'm not going to say he was super depressed beforehand or anything like that, but he just gets really excited when we talk about his fish and the angels and new things we can get in the future. And when we were setting up his newest one, it's the largest one he's ever had, which is a 55-gallon. And just talking about substrates and plants and all the different combinations, it really just made him excited for the day and something to look forward to. Yeah. And I think it helps. But it's... <laughs> like I said, some of the comment, some of the things he likes angels and neons and bettas and shrimps and some of them work and some of them don't. But, you know, it's his aquarium. We can talk about it. Well, and I mean, to kind of lead into that, uh -huh. there is <clears throat> you're bringing a little bit of nature yes. inside. Mm -hmm. And like for him, since not being able to be really mobile and get outside and do a bunch of stuff, it's just he, really he hard. can he can have a a planted tank. He can have driftwood in there. He can, mm -hmm. So there's so much you can do inside that little ecosystem. Yeah. And it's so much. It's like me when I first got into the community and found the community. It was through YouTube. We only. We, yes, we had aquarium, an aquarium my whole life, but we only had it set up one way for my entire life. We had some plastic plants, we had some kind of cave plastic thing, and we had gravel, and we never changed it. So when I started experimenting and talking to him about different substrates and live plants and things like that, now he gets to experience it for the first time and gets to talk about it and watch everything grow. And it's, it's, even though we've had aquariums forever, it's a whole different way of keeping aquariums that it's equally exciting, but it's just new. Well, and I think it makes the fish happier mm -hmm. because it's more of 
a natural environment for mm-hmm. them. And depending on how you plan it and everything mm-hmm. else, the fish just pop, especially with their colors and everything. Yeah. It's just so vibrant and so invigorating to look at mm-hmm. to match up. I mean, well, even in foods too, like we, we kept our aquarium the same way and we fed the same food the whole time. So even with just experimenting with different foods that we give, like we take over there and different products and cool lights, like with the light we got them, it has a thunderstorm feature. It's just so many different things that even though, like I said, we've always had fish, it's just a new aspect that then it's lights, food, stocking options. It's just so many different things, and it's it's fun to do together. It's fun. It gives us something to bond over that we might not have got to do again because as we always went to the fish store growing up, and then there was a time we never talked about fish, and now it's something that's bringing us back together is fish and football, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, there's nothing wrong with fish. And number two, there's definitely nothing wrong with football either. <laughs> but yeah, you have to throw it in there. But what what else? Is there something I feel like it cut you off like I always do? Well, no, you didn't. I think those two tie together the different aspects you can do mm-hmm. between it's it's relaxing, it relieves stress, lowers you, your bro- your blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, and you can you can plan it, scape it. Uh-huh. make the fish the happiest home they ever had. So mm-hmm. you could do more than just put fish in a tank. Yeah. And life's stressful. And sometimes it's nice just to sneak down here and have, even if it's 30 minutes, 10 minutes, a couple of hours, it's nice just to kind of escape. And then it gives me something to talk about with my family members and everything. It's just a really exciting hobby that I used to keep all to myself because it helped my anxiety. But I'm glad that, there's just so many different things to share and learn, and it just helps with your overall mental stress. <laughs> well, I'm glad you shared this uh-huh. hobby with me personally. Uh-huh. I am. Uh-huh. As long as I got it out of the dining room and off the kitchen table. <laughs> well, and that's where I'm going with this one is initially uh-huh. I was super scared. In the beginning, it is... I'm not going to say super expensive, but it's a little more expensive to, like, buy a tank, buy a stand, buy a light. Mm-hmm. Well, just- the, initial, the initial setup and probably the time, mm-hmm. I would say the time for you to go through the whole nitrogen cycle and all that. It's a delayed, what's the delayed reaction, delayed gratification, because... When you go to set up a new tank and you spend all this money and you get everything and you want to set it up and you want to look at it right now because of all these good benefits for my health and helps with my stress, but that weight is what you're like, I don't want to wait. I want to do it now. You have a a delayed reaction and delayed gratification because Mm -hmm. it takes time. It takes that, that wait period before you can, before it's healthy for you to put fish in yeah. and you've already spent all this money. Yeah. But like you say, generally speaking, if you want a pet of any sort, there's going to be an expensive initial setup cost unless 
it's <clears throat> like a free kitten or something like or something that you but even then there's you got to buy beds and vets and toys and medicine and all these I've had a dog that had really expensive shampoo and health insurance so yes the tanks are expensive the larger tanks are more expensive but I don't think it's drastically more unless you I mean I don't know a lot about salt water but I do feel like it's more expensive than fresh water with some of the things but I just yes you always hear it's so expensive but I don't think it is overall that much more expensive of a setup cost than a dog or a cat or my mom she keeps birds and her birdhouses are pretty expensive. They're pretty fancy. <laughs> well, I I think the initial cost is what yes runs runs. If, people, have you runs- adopted a dog and then took them directly to the vet? I think that's pretty compatible to a twenty gallon long in a stand. Well, it, it's probably more than compatible. It's probably so, cheaper to go yes, get the twenty if, long if in the stand. Going- I'm going to agree with you. I'm just arguing to argue. But if you're going like our largest tank is the 180 and we did get that used and we re-siliconed it. So we did save money, but it was still like a $300 tank and that was a deal. And then the st- everything. And then $100 worth of silicone. So compare <laughs> that to, you know, a free kitten or your, your friend, I don't know, whatever scenario you go to the shelter. I've had, I've adopted my dogs from the shelter and they were $150. So depending, yeah, in that case, it would be more expensive, but I don't think, you just hear that all the time. Tanks, they're just expensive and they smell bad. You just hear that all the time. And if you compare it to the dog food and the cat food, And all the other vet bills and things like that. I mean, there is times where you, it's, it can be expensive if your tank, you, something happens and you have to get a new one or some, there's always some kind of scenario, but I feel like there's still a pretty significant initial cost to dogs and cats and reptiles and, Everything else. Well, there's a repetition, a repeated mm-hmm. cycle of cost between your yearly shots for your dog. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your food, mm-hmm. which on the scale, fish food compared to dog food is a lot cheaper and you don't use as much of it mm-hmm. unless you have like 80 tanks. That's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. But... If you have one or two tanks, you're not going to use as much fish food as you're going to feed a dog. Yeah, and or a like cat. our silver arowana is it's a hefty eater. And it is an expensive cost to keep that that larger fish compared to our nano fish downstairs. Like that fish is more expensive to keep than my guppies. But it's still we have we have five dogs and a cat, and their food is really expensive. <laughs> so, I mean, I I just don't want that to be if if that's the reason why you don't want to keep an aquarium. I don't want that to scare you off because it evens itself out, and I think it, it it's 
out of all the animals we've kept, <laughs> the fish and the aquariums have been probably well a lot the, lower. On the I'm trying to do math in the, my head, which is not right. <laughs> on the long term cost of it, the okay. only other thing that you're going to use besides you're going to get them some fish food, obviously, mm-hmm. is you're going to do water changes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, I think the most. I mean, you're yeah. going to do water changes. And you're going to maybe buy, which you should, Mm -hmm. you're going to buy a water conditioner. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Well, and they make, if you want a 10 gallon, I always got the, in the past, I always got the little kit and it, it did okay. My fish survived and they bred. I, like I said, I keep guppies the most, but there's, if you're wanting a larger tank, and you have the room, and that is what you want, it is definitely worth saving to get a larger tank. But I guess our point is, it's just not something that should scare you off from keeping fish. Is Yes, the tank's probably... Well, it's not probably. The tank is going to be the most expensive part of the setup, probably than the stand, than the light, than everything in it. And your fish probably, honestly, is going to be the least expensive thing that you keep out of the whole setup, but you just, I just don't want that to scare you off. If you're thinking about going into keeping aquariums and having a pet fish or a community or however you want it, I just don't want that to be, well, it's expensive. It's not, it's not really that expensive compared to the dogs and the cats and the birds and the rabbits. I think it's all pretty comparable. Well, if you add up overall long-term if you were to make a spreadsheet out and add up what you spend weekly on a regular yeah. pet like a dog or a cat and yearly on that dog or cat versus what you actually spend on your aquarium after the initial setup, mm-hmm. I believe that mm-hmm. the fish tank setup is going to be 10 times cheaper. Yeah. And you used to always, <laughs> when I started adding to the aquariums we would always say it's so expensive on our utility bill and i'm like "Mm, i don't it it hasn't made a drastic change so if you are keeping one large aquarium or a couple small aquariums it's not going to be like tripling your utility bills by any or your water bills or because i've i've overflowed i've overflowed the pool (laughs) outside and that probably that did kind of crank up the bill, but the fish room, the fish room's been okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm sitting down here right now with over 20 tanks, and it and lights and filters running. Uh-huh. And you don't complain about it, like you. And it has not drastically changed. I'm gonna my have... u, my utility bill. <laughs> she, I'm gonna write she's, this down. She's gonna write this down, and We've she's probably sick, gonna so she's gonna clip this part out to repeat it to me. I'm going to keep it as a soundbite on my phone. <laughs> Remember when you said it didn't affect it? <laughs> it hasn't changed uh-huh. that much. But I guess the, kind the of... The kilowatt usage, uh-huh. actually. Kind of going along the same lines of talking about other animals, too, is when we travel and we go to the fish shows and all the different things we go through, or if something just generally pops up and we have to leave town... I don't have I don't have the worry about the fish tanks 
as I do the other animals of trying to find sitters and someone to feed them. And we have a couple that don't do so well. Well, I don't say they do fine. They just have separation. So they whine a lot until we come back. So you just don't have, you don't have that with fish. You can enjoy them. You can get their tank water changed. You can get them. They can go a little bit without, if it's just a weekend, we'll feed them beforehand and then we'll feed them when we get back. And we don't have the worry of where I have to call my mom and your son of, are the dogs okay? Are the cats okay? Is, you know, you don't have, you don't have that worry of the dogs didn't jump the fence. You know, you, I might have a guppy jump out of the tank from time to time, but I, it's not something that happens often enough that it's something I worry about. It's like once in a great while I, I've seen, I've lost a guppy and found it on the floor. So even comparing it from, we have Shiba Inus, so they're always jumping fence. <laughs> and comparing that to a guppy jumping out of the aquarium, Simba jumps out of the, f- the fence a lot more than I lose a guppy. Well, I mean, that's a really good point. You mm-hmm. can, with fish and aquariums, if properly maintained and everything, you can leave for a weekend, two mm-hmm. or three days, and you the arowana definitely eat. eats the most. It's the one we have to if we if we're gone the mo- longer than a week or something like a, a significant time, then yeah, we'll feed the arowana. But the guppies, like you said, they they can go a while, so we'll get everything prepped. Yeah, you can have everything prepped, everything ready to go, water change, uh-huh. feed them before you leave, and you can be gone two or three days, and there's, yeah. it's no big deal, no hassle. You don't have to worry about anything. Come back. Everything's just <gasps> like you left it. Unlike a cat or a dog or mm-hmm. anything else. You got to find a pet sitter, take it somewhere and have it boarded. Again, another expense. Yeah. And the, the fish room's quiet. Like I said, we have Shebas and they're loud and they have this very, you know, if you're watching a sh- something and you see these little dogs and they, are at the groomers and they're just squealing of just, just squealing. That's our dogs. And they bark at everything in the sing-songy, I don't even know how to explain it, whiny, high-pitched, I love them to death, but it's a unique, it's a unique bark. And they're loud. And like I said, I love them, but they're loud. And our fish room is very quiet. It's very quiet and it's very peaceful and I don't have to worry about barking. I don't have to worry about my lovely guppies and my Mika Splendens and my Buddha scratching the, <laughs> my chair, my couch <laughs> or, you know, stealing food off the kid's plate. So just that, that type of care, you could just come down Maintenance your tank. Well, fish are, sit fish back. are independent. I mean, they're, they're in their little box. Uh-huh. And if What's you give the them wor- a great environment, uh-huh. you can enjoy them and they enjoy themselves. Uh-huh. You don't, they, the interaction is kind of unilateral be, mm-hmm. for you can look at them. They can look at you. They don't, they're going to go about what they're going to do. You mm-hmm. can go about what you're going to do. Yeah, and like the guppies, they don't have, they have big personalities, but they're not a very personable 
type fish. But if you want a fish that when you walk into the room, it comes up to greet you just like a puppy or just like a a cat. There's different fish species that do that 100%. Like flower horns are very personable and they get really excited to see you. And some puffers, I've, the, it was the figure eight and the green spotted puffers when you would walk up, they would get really excited when we've kept them in the past. And the little pea puffers would come up. And sometimes certain bettas, depending on how cranky they are, they'll have a little bit of like a cute personality where they'll come up and greet you. So if you're looking for that interaction where, you know, you can, it's like, oh, we do, you know, I love this. Oh, and then you name them and you can get certain fish that do that 100%. It's not, and then like the guppies are the type that you can just sit back and relax and just, it's like a moving picture. It's just, I don't know, it's just really peaceful to watch. And you don't, they don't necessarily come up to the glass, but when you feed them, it's just like, it, I just love it. So depending on what type of fish and what, how you want to interact with that tank, there are 100% certain species that you can you can keep and you can really have that type of personable bond between between you and your little pet fish. Well, yeah. And I mean, another point to it is they're just fish, in my opinion, after keeping them with you for so long. Uh-huh. They're just less burdensome. I yeah. Mean, as far as. You can enjoy I, I, it, but you don't have to worry about scooping the litter box. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and you don't have to worry about uh well, Pepe's got to go outside to go potty. Yeah. You got to take the you got to take the dog out to go potty. You have to do your water changes, you have to do your maintenance, but it's not I would say the average fish keeper, including myself, probably does water changes once a week, once every 2 weeks. I would say on average, there's probably some that do it every day and some that do it once a year, once a month, there's, you know, but like you said, the dogs and the cats and even my mom's birds sometimes require a lot more everyday maintenance of where when I can come down to the fish room or even the arowana, just sit back and just kind of like, everything looks good. You're fed. Your, your tank's clean. I'm just going to sit back and we're going to enjoy each other's company. <laughs> but yeah, less burdensome. That's a good word. Yes, 100%. Like, I love, love, love my dogs and my cats and everything. My bearded dragon ups. I love them all. But it's just, I do think the fish, even though we have a lot of tanks, are just generally less stressful. And it, they're just enjoyable. Sometimes, sometimes, that cat. <laughs> well, and we did. We had a rabbit for a while. Mm -hmm. My son, my oldest, allergic Two rabbits. Mm -hmm. Fish. There's not yet. very many people that are allergic to fish. No, I haven't met. I haven't <laughs> met too many. <laughs> but that's definitely if, like, our children. Luckily, we're fine. But I know there's a lot of people out there that are just allergic to certain types of things. And if that's something that affects you, then. Having an aquarium is a really great option to have to still have that bond with an animal and a piece of nature, and you don't have to worry about sneezing. Well, I mean, he's allergic to, my oldest is allergic to rabbits, and he's allergic to 
long-haired cats for some reason, short-haired cats. They, mm-hmm. they bother him, but not for some reason. Long-haired cats send him into a fit. Yeah. But that's, that's another reason right there. Mm-hmm. That's something that he can keep, but not have to. He can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. He he's a an adult, but not an old adult. He's a young adult, so it's something for his lifestyle. He can keep, take care of. Again, doesn't have to constantly be maintaining mm-hmm. a dog or a cat or something like that. Yeah. I think it's a really good option for a lot of people, and I think that fish are just often overlooked because of a lot of assumptions, and I just feel like hopefully we can spread the word and help put some of that to rest because keeping fish, there's just so many benefits that outweigh some of the things you hear and then once you keep fish, you're like, oh, it really wasn't that expensive. Or they fish tanks aren't supposed to smell, and our fish room is doesn't have that. So it's just like things that you hear that keep people out of the hobby. As long as you're doing your maintenance, and you, I feel like it's it's the best that you can do to research a little bit to know why you need to do a water change, just so you have that little understanding. Because before I knew. Why I did what I just did water changes because that's just what I was told. I didn't know. So the more we can put that out, I feel like a lot of people that are either on the fence about keeping them or maybe, you know, they've, they've looked at the fish department at the fish store, but they've never, they've never really thought. Uh, hopefully we can get the word that fish are and aquariums are really great pets. And it's they're just aquariums are great to keep, and I don't know how else to say that. Well, and if you're listening to this, spread the word to your friend or whatever that's maybe on the fence about it. Uh huh. Be and share some of these reasons. Yeah, because you can get fish that come in every size, every color, and there are some fish species out there that are quite expensive. But I feel like the average fish at the fish store is probably under $10. You can, oh, yeah. you can get some for like 15 cents that are feeder fish. Those rosy red minnows came alive outside in the pond and they don't even look like the same thing. So even some of the feeder fish that you see out there that are a few cents, even keeping them are rewarding if you get them in, you know, a decently, I don't know, like a 40-gallon breeder and a a good handful of them and build up a community of them. There's just so many different options for all different types of budgets. If you only have a small space, you can get a smaller aquarium with some shrimp in it, some neocaridina shrimp, and just set up a shrimp tank and keep that with some plants. Or you can get a huge two- 40 or 220 aquarium or something have some monster fish. There's all different types and ranges and colors and communities and species only tanks that there is something out there that's going, you're going to, you're going to fall in love with. It's just a matter of looking and shopping around and seeing what's at your local pet store or your local fish store and 
there's going to be a time where you walk past something at some at some store that's going to catch your eye that you're like, oh, that's a beautiful fish, and hopefully you have your aquarium all set up and well, you it, can you can it, bring it home. Literally in the fish world, it's like for I'm going to use dogs. Uh-huh. There's a fish out there. For everybody, just like there's a dog out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's all different types of personalities, yes. varieties, colors, sizes, you name yep. it. Even like maintenance. There's super low maintenance tanks to super high tech tanks. You can make it as complicated or as easy as you want. You could have a larger aquarium that's bare bottom with just... A gold, a couple goldfish and let, you know, as long as it's a large enough tank or you could have a super small one with just shrimp. Like I said, there's just like, there's so many different options. And once I stumbled upon the community and realized there's more than just plastic plants with neon gravel, the the whole world opened up and there's so many different things to keep and fall in love with. And like you got brought into it with more of the aspect of like the mechanical the plumbing and then you kind of got into the plants then you kind of got into the shrimp in that way so even like if you're on the fence about keeping aquariums and but you don't necessarily like fish there you could just set up a planted like aquascape with some shrimp or if you're not really interested in the live plants and making it you know you like that, but you don't want that right now. You could do something just bare bottom with well, certain yeah. aspects. Yeah. I mean, because there's so. lots of cichlids that are yeah. bare bottom only. Yeah. I'm not a cichlid per se person, but I, I've kept them a little bit in years, long years past. But there's just so many different things that you can fall in love to bring you into this hobby. It's not just, yes, I love... <laughs> Fish keeping, I love the fish the best, but I feel like you like more of the plants and the plumbing and making everything work the best. So there's even that, there's just in keeping fish, there's so much to, there's just so much to enjoy. Well, there, there is. And as you either start to fall in love with the hobby or getting into mm-hmm. the aquarium, aspect of it then you you find all these other people that are just like you and yeah. that opens up a whole nother door yeah and you get just i mean you can go any direction then because then people start bouncing ideas off of you yeah keeping fish has definitely brought brought me into a social circle because <laughs> beforehand I, 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 I stay in my basement and I work on my fish tanks, (laughs) so I'm not real outgoing out there, but keeping more fish and getting into the community has brought me a whole, just friends, you know, and that's not something that I've never had a large group of friends before. Usually it's just kind of you. And my mom, (laughs) my sister, but it's been even just keeping fish. You wouldn't think of it because I didn't, but it's brought me a lot of happiness in the sense of it's brought me friends. 
that I can truly trust and lean on and we can discuss fish tanks and maybe I have a dilemma on something or we can just hang out and chit chat about who knows what. And it's, I never would have thought just keeping a fish room would allow me that type of connection with people, but it has, and I'm very thankful. That's why we're talking to you on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Who would have thought, but I love it. Absolutely. I've, I think we may have covered most of I can't it. think of anything else. I just, I guess, kind of going back to the topic of hand of just why, why you should keep fish and why fish are great pets. It's just, it's really relaxing and peaceful. And I think it brings a lot of help, like, enjoyment and it de-stresses me and it brings me a lot of benefits and it just kind of calms me down you don't like you said you don't have to worry about allergies they're not as i i don't want to say that my animals my dogs because i love them and my cat is they're burdensome but the fish tanks are they're i don't have to worry and stress about them like i do my lovely dogs and cat well and i even said it earlier i said hobby Mm -hmm. most people don't consider fish keeping as a pet they consider it a hobby yes yes and i'm guilty of that too as in some parts i never really thought about it but the more i get involved in the community my mind has shifted and i think that's when i stopped looking at oh i'm just keeping fish there i just have an aquarium but now I I think of them more as pets. I don't necessarily name every single guppy, but I definitely, when I made that shift, I got more interest. I started reading more. I just, my mind, sh- and you're right, most people I don't think think as fish as even on the list of pets. It's just something you keep, but they're most definitely pets, and you get really attached even to a guppy just one little you do get attached when you see them when they're little bitty baby fry and you watch them grow up or when we have that silver arowana when it was just a couple inches long and now it's like three feet long and watching the koi grow outside and my dad's angel fish they came home as like nickel sizes and now they're bigger than my hand and you do see them as pets when you start to watch them grow. And I think my, when they grow and mature yeah, and develop, and my, my mind shifted when I found the community because I, I started learning, I started researching, I started appreciating and I started realizing what I, ca- what I had because it, I always had an aquarium. It was just something I always did. My dad had an aquarium. I just moved. I always had an aquarium, but I didn't really appreciate it. And once I started learning and realizing it is its own little environment, its own little ecosystem, these are my pets. This is something that relies on me to feed them and watch them grow. And they're just really enjoyable. And they are pets. It's not something I just keep. I agree. Or collect. I don't just collect fish. Uh I... I keep them because I love them and I care for them and they are my pets. But it's it's hard when it's the fish hobby or fish keeping. It's hard to be like, 
but they're my pets too. I'm not just keeping them. And I think some of it's, but it's so ingrained. Well, it's very stereotypical. Yeah, I guess that's a good word to say. You're more eloquent than I am. I just ramble. It is. Well, I, with my I mean, I, I inadvertently said it earlier, said hobby. It's, uh-huh. n- it's not, well, I say it all the time. It's not a hobby. A hobby is collecting baseball cards. Well, yeah. To it's, me. It's a hobby in the sense that I, I, but is it I a, is it a, my, ho- is it a hobby to keep a cat or a dog? No, it's a hobby in the sense that I come down here with, you know, and I, I, fiddle and I maintenance and I care for my fish. It's it's a hobby in the sense of that, but it's not in the hobby of I'm just collecting things. Yeah. But no one says it's a hobby to keep a dog. No. No, then you're a then you're a pet keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get your point, but I think it's it's just it's hard to change people's mind well the, it's and not the, I, it's not the minds it's the perspective yeah. of what you're doing but i'm i'm guilty of it too because i didn't appreciate what i had for so long i just kept an aquarium because that's what i i don't even know if it's what i thought i was supposed to do or it was just a habit or it was just something that it if it wasn't there it looked odd i just i always had one but i didn't I'd go get stuff and just whatever I wanted to put in, I put it in. If it worked, it worked. I didn't, I didn't know why, but once I researched and I learned and I realized what I was doing wrong and what I could do better and I got better at caring for the fish, then I started looking at them as pets when I got it because I had a attachment to them. And I think that some people, when they keep their aquarium, they might not have, I mean, I didn't have at one point an attachment to every single fish I had because I had so many, but at this, the overall I am attached. And whether I lose one guppy or something else, I, I just get upset at myself if it, especially if it's something that I did because some of my stupid mistakes over the years, but I don't know if that makes sense. You well, can make it make it's, sense. It's an emotional attachment. The same you have as an emotional attachment to like a cat or a dog. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you've watched them. If, if you've you watched them fit- grow, develop, yeah. mature, you you got them as it's possibly grows, a juvenile. Yeah, and it's one that not all fish have the same life expectancy. So if you have a fish that's going to live 50 years, you're going to be more attached to it than something that's going to live six months. This but is- I'm the type that if I've hatched it, watched it drop, just b- generally be born in my care, I'm going to, I'm going to have some kind of attachment to it because I'm, caring for it and I'm watching it grow and I'm feeding it and I'm trying to take care of its home with water changes and things like that. But I feel like the ones that when you get them when they're little, like that silver arowana and it's going to live a long time, hopefully so far so good. And it, it was little bitty and now it's huge and we've had to upgrade its tank and we're going to have to do it again sooner than later. You, it's just, I, I love that thing, even though it wants to eat my fingers, just probably as much. as I love my dogs and my cats and my the bearded dragon, but I feel like that fish is right on par with it. Yeah. And if something happened to it, I would call. We had a black feather fish 
black feather fin knife fish and something happened with its eye and I call I did I called every vet in our state trying to find someone to help me with this thing and some of them laughed and so it's hard it's it's like when someone's telling you why are you calling me for a fish it's like because it's my pet too I don't want it to suffer and die just like I don't want my cat to suffer and die type of thing yeah, and that's my whole point of that is. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad that <laughs> I, I said I said it earlier, even by accident, uh-huh. not even meaning it. Surrounded in this room uh-huh. by tanks, saying it's a hobby. It it is not a hobby. I have twenty tanks yeah. around me right now. It's a hobby in the sense I spend my time on it, but it's a hobby of mine trying to get those Shebas to sit. <laughs> <laughs> Sit, and I promise I'll give you a treat. Don't bark at the trash can and don't hop the fence. <laughs> it's a hobby, too. Just spending my time, but it's it's more than a hobby for sure. These are my pets. I love them. I get super... Whether it's a guppy or one of my other animals, I, I would still... I would just get upset if anything happened that especially is preventable. Yeah. Anything that's out of your control, obviously is out of your control. Life expectancy. Mm -hmm. There is certain things like that. You can't control. Yeah. But there's certain things, preventative stuff, just as far as water changes, things you can do, just keeping an eye on them. I got really upset and emotional and I got super mad when we had that large mouth bass and we had spent a while setting up the tub outside to give it a very large place to live. And I don't know, I still don't know if it jumped or what, but your son had his boxer over here, his boxer dog at the time. Yes, he did. And when I went outside, he was having dinner and I got really upset because I was like, I should have done better, but I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't have done anything because I didn't even know that was a foreseeable problem. (laughs) So, but there's just certain things and certain fish. And like I said, I don't, I don't necessarily cry if I lose a guppy, but I am definitely bummed. But if something happened to that silver arowana and I something happened to it, I would be so upset. I would cr- I would grieve that fish for sure. You would cry. That's my favorite fish. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll bawl like a baby. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah. I guess kind of wrapping up. I think that fish are deserving of the title as pets, just like all other pets because they are fantastic and they bring me a lot of joy and love just like my dogs and my bearded dragon and my cats and or my dogs, my cats and my bearded dragon. And I just feel like we need to get the word out that more people should have them and keep them. Well, I think this topic in general is a very to the cat dog people out there, and birds and reptiles, too. Yes. <laughs> is a very overlooked topic because aquariums are looked at as hobbyists and it's just something they do. Whereas fish are pets, too. Uh-huh. And in my opinion, to put an aquascape in there is 
just making it more of an environment that they're comfortable with yeah to make your pet happier just like you would buy your dog its favorite bed if that's what it liked to lay in you would buy that bed for that dog right well guess what your fish like a certain environment why wouldn't you give it to them yeah that's all i have to say about that (laughs) well hopefully you had You've you've got something from this. Hopefully, we've done a good job convincing you that fish are fantastic pets, and you should keep aquariums. So, yes, I I think so. <laughs> and sorry about our colds and the coughing and the sniffling. Yeah, a little little nasally, <laughs> a little bit of the flu going on. But hopefully, you shared this with a friend. You took some notes. You learned something new. And if you want to watch this podcast, feel free to check us out over on YouTube at Science Gal Aquatics. But if not, just thank you for listening and making it to the end of this episode. We yes. appreciate you. You are our friend, and I'm glad that you are here listening to us <laughs> yes and check check us out on sciencegalaquatics.com yeah. you can look up nitrogen cycle for stuff we hinted on earlier on yep. easy easy maintenance to keep your fish healthy and happy but until next time thank you and we'll see you in the next one thank you bye bye